Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Everything is potential. Tim, I don't want you to talk to me at all. Start. Unless the microphone's on. We're going to start. <laughs> oh, my God. It just turned on. Because <laughs> it's been an interesting morning already. Yes. Welcome back to light. <laughs> Wait a minute. Stop. Reset. And go. Welcome back to Life's 3x5s. <laughs> it is an interesting... Take three. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting him. Go ahead. Welcome back. <laughs> oh my God. I want you to just to continue. Just continue talking. Are we starting? Uh, yes. Oh I my we God. We're already starting. No. <laughs> oh my God. You are not editing that out. All right. All right. I can move it somewhere else. No. I, don't, I don't know. You okay. just, just talk. All right. Okay. You start it then. Hi, we've been talking to you and telling you that this is Life's 3x5s with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Yay! And yeah. guess where we are today? Oh, it's the Poplar Grove Airport, and has it been a morning oh my gosh. already? That's why I said there's been so much happening already. We already had a show kind of sort of planned already, but uh-uh. No, and we, we were all set up, and literally we were ready to hit the button, and Steve walked in and he goes, I hate to interrupt you guys, but... They are going to fly the Jenny again. Now, what's the Jenny? You got to tell them what the Jenny is. The Jenny is an old plane. What was it? Kind of like a dust cropper. What do they call that? A barnstormer. A barnstormer. Barnstormer. Yeah. That they made. Yeah. They literally made it themselves. This core group of people themselves took three years. Yes. Now, you know the whole story, kind of, sort of. Yes. One of the guys, which there's probably 12 guys, one of the guys saw pictures of his dad and I think his grandfather, too, that were flying the Jennies, made by the Curtis Company in Buffalo, New York, years and years and years ago. Yeah. And he was an aviation guy, and of course, he's got all these buddies, and they decided to get together and custom machine tool every part on this plane and build a plane. It's amazing. It is amazing. So they flew it for the first time on Sunday, November 7th, and they decided to take it up again today after doing a couple of tweaks. And they're, they're literally turning these little wires, maybe a half a turn, and it makes all the difference in the lift. And it's phenomenal what we learned from these folks in just a very, very short amount of time. I had the chance to take a couple of snapshots with my camera, so we'll post those on the website so you can see what we're talking about. But yeah. it is a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. plane. Yeah, and this airport is the largest, I don't know if he said in Illinois or the country, mm. community airport with at any time there are 400 based planes Whoa. at this airport. Okay. So you could have your house's backyard but yes. up against the airport runways, yes. you could have a loft above your hangar. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of different ways to do it. Or, of course, you can live away and just come in for your hangar. But they have a museum here. Mm -hmm. They are deeply tied with the EAA, which is the Experimental Aircraft Association, which is up in Oshkosh, uh, Oshkosh Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. They have got so many ties, so much activity, and it's just a 
great bunch of people. So I think we ought to fill our wine glasses. Our and, wine glasses? And do a Is toast. that what these are, wine I, glasses? <laughs> well, they, okay. are, they are today. Moscato. Ooh. All right, so here's one that I thought of. Okay. All right. Here's to having a bird's eye view of all that life brings to you, lending assistance to whatever you need to decide. Ooh, cheers. Yeah, Good so. one. You're getting pretty deep on me here. <laughs> Good thing I'm sitting up tall. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. I really, really like that. Oh, that's good. That's so cool. Well, it's funny that you should. we should be here at Poplar Grove because I've got some, well, you know what? I, I've got a bunch of things on my, my three by five cards, but okay. I don't know that I really want to use them because we're talking about planes and Jenny and oh my gosh, yeah. it's phenomenal. Do you remember your first flight? Ooh, I don't remember my first airplane ride. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back. I know as a family, we traveled in the car a lot. So did And my we. dad's family is from Massachusetts. So I, yeah. I think we drove there. I think my first flight might have been uh, flying to Lansing, Michigan to see a boyfriend. Oh. But I know the first time that I jumped out of a plane. I know when that <laughs> one was. That you remember. That I remember very well. <laughs> And you weren't pushed. I was not pushed. I was oh, tandem okay. at and the it, World Freefall Convention in Quincy, Illinois. And um, did you say World? World Freefall Convention. Yes, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Wow. Roger Nelson was the one that actually put it all together. And I was actually supposed to be tandem with Dr. Mike Mythen, who unfortunately has passed away. And I ended up being with Don Curlin who is also a very good friend of mine, but mm-hmm. he was the guy, I mean, Mike, Dr. Mike is the one that taught me what I was supposed to do in tandem, but I actually ended up going with Don up in the plane. It oh. was a C-130 that I jumped out of. Wow. So now, like, wh- I remember now, wh- that. Now, I, I've never done any tandem stuff like that or anything. I've flown in hot air balloons and plenty of plenty of individual planes, but were you the only one that jumped out that day? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Because it was a World Freefall Convention, so oh, it's, it's a yeah, three-day yeah, yeah convention yeah and people were they were trying to break the world free fall world record that they had how many together that they can hook because you're all fall you know oh, you're holding on yes so, yes and, yes 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 and so they actually broke the record now this was not a radio thing for you this is a private well, thing for you it started out as a radio thing but the radio because of liability issues i could not go mm. on the radio and be it as the radio personality yes. i had to do it by myself as myself because you sign forms and stuff you know it is kind of yeah, dangerous i get it but yeah how did i know i didn't pay I attention know. to that put, put yourself in the station owner or the station yeah, program right, director right right It'd well, be hard I, to explain. I ended up doing it as myself, as Liz, you know. So at that time, I was known as the Polish princess. So because, yeah, just because that's maybe the way it is. Maybe of your heritage, maybe, yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, a hometown area. But I loved it and had a blast. Wow. So there were a number of people that were doing tandem jumps as well. Not, I wasn't the only one doing tandem jumps. And then, of course, there were the jumpers that had already been jumping and are just doing it for fun. And you've done it since? Mm-hmm. I have. I've stopped a number of years ago, but the last record that I had, I was up to a 10-second free fall on my own, which to many people, the main skydivers, it doesn't mean anything. But to those that have never jumped before, it was 13 jumps. So the that, first five that, jumps were... respectable. Thank you. The first five jumps were static line, which means they pulled the chute for you. Okay. Because you're learning how to, where everything is while you're free falling in the air. And then you do the rest by yourself. My goodness. So it's, I love it. 
Well, obviously, you can tell I love it. It's the rush. Yeah, we, I like the rush. We are inside a hangar, by the way. This is so why if, it's kind of echoey. Yeah, so if you hear some echoing, but also you'll be able to uh, see some pictures on our website of all the planes that they have back mm -hmm. in this hangar. Mm -hmm. And these are the planes of the owner, Steve mm -hmm. and Tina. Mm -hmm. And he was telling us as he was walking us over here that she pulls this sort of a jade and white plane out every morning and flies. So we're, some people will go for a morning walk with their dog or a morning <laughs> run. She goes for a morning fly pretty religiously. And how cool is that that you could just pull it out and go? Yeah, Steve said her, yeah. her routine is go fix a pot of coffee, come out here and jump in the plane. And Tina is off in the air and then comes back and, you know, starts a day. That is so I kind of cool. like that. That is so cool. These guys also, I want to uh, give you a little bit of a tangent. These guys also go up to the Oshkosh fly-in. At any given time, there are 10,000 airplanes on the ground at Oshkosh. In Oshkosh? Really? It's, it's phenomenal. And it's, uh, it's either a seven or a 10-day event, and they have air shows every afternoon. They have, you know, camping availabilities and all kinds of things that you can do. But they also have the planes uh, on display. They'll have a warplane area, mm -hmm. and then they'll have vintage. And, then, you know, they have it all blocked out. Mm -hmm. And you meet fantastic people. Concerts, just one right after the other. I, I sat in my chair in a bag on the tarmac, and I was looking <laughs> under the belly of a B-52 to uh -huh. watch some up-and-coming country act that I, his name escapes me now, but wow, were they fantastic. I think it was maybe their second or third song in, a F-15 flew by. Oh, fun. And rocked the place. And of course, this guy was a little shaken because yeah, he, um, yeah. he didn't see it coming. But he goes, I want that to happen again. He uh, goes, please book us for next year. We want <laughs> this to happen again. Just the most phenomenal people and 72 degrees and sunshine oh, yeah. this a couple of years ago. And they build a plane. This is the point of my story. Just like they built the Jenny. It took them three years to build the Jenny mm -hmm. here at Poplar Grove. Mm -hmm. But within that convention or within that uh, festival, they build a plane. So if you want to, you can walk up and put a rivet in and walk away and claim that you helped build a plane. I could be Riveter Rosie. Yes. So what they do is take that plane and they fly it around to the different airports for breakfasts or lunch or fly-ins of that sort. And, of course, it's EAA exposure and fundraising yeah. and all the other stuff. And they do a breakfast here every time and they fly that plane that they built for that year they bring it in here to Poplar Grove. Oh, cool. It is. It's really Who cool. Who gets to fly it? That's what I want to know. Who gets to fly well, it? Well, actually, uh, the last time was the brand new husband of one of our friend's daughters. Get out of here. You serious? Know, he worked for the EAA, and now he works for Garmin. Garmin? Garmin. Yeah, as really? In, as, as in, in navigation uh, yes, stuff. as Ooh. in the aviation division of Garmin, and they're in the Kansas City area now. Mm. Yeah. So he's... He's grown up with airplanes since day one, and he's a very particular guy. And they, they said, you know, you're particular from the area. You have, yeah, well, you know, you got to sort of cross your T's and dot your I's. Yeah. They said, you have family in the area, so why don't you drive it, uh, fly it down? And he did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was really neat. So, now, is it a one-passenger or two-passenger? I think that was a two-seater, okay. I, I believe. Uh, I don't know if they make the same plane every year, if they change styles. I, I, I'm not that close to it. We're going to have to find out when the Oshkosh, I was Oshkosh by gosh, when the EAA, or EAA. EAA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
course, I gotta remember what that all means. Yeah, um, when that is for the next year or whatever. You know, I give you so much problem. Not problem. I, I you give me crap no, is what you do. Yeah, I do. But I give you compliments about your <laughs> about your footnote voice. And what I just heard there when you were doing the EAA Experimental Aircraft Association, that was your thought that bubble. That was my bo- thought bubble voice, yeah. Picture with a big bubble. And, and there people, it is. People, <laughs> people don't necessarily think that there are different categories of voices, but we just started making this up. Oh, God. So, oh, anyway. Hey, I got to tell you that this is a okay. non aviation thing. Okay, what is? But I was uh, in the drive-thru behind Taco Bell yesterday, uh-huh. and this bright blue Camry was in front of me, one lady in the, in the driver's seat, and I saw on the back of her bumper, her trunk, yes. it says, I hope something good happens to you today. Oh, no, I like those. Oh, man, you never see that. Everybody's no. got a cause or they're oh leaming somebody. Can I tell you, the other, yesterday we were driving. Okay, because I got a new car yesterday. I'm so excited. Oh, it's sexy, too. Um, it is sexy. Well, it's a new car to me. It's not really a new car, but it's a new car to me. Right. So anyway, we're driving over there to the dealership, and there is this little, I don't even know what kind of car, because I couldn't see it for all the bumper stickers that were on it. <laughs> I mean, it was on the sides, on the back, on the up. I was like, I said to my husband, Brian, are they trying to cover up rust? Are they trying to cover up dents? What's going on? And it was kind of a mixture of different stuff as far as the, the slogans and things go. Oh. It was very interesting. So and I wanted be, to. So it could be political. It could well, be there save was political, the whales. Really, there were. And really? there was one of those, uh, what's the one with all the different symbols for religion on there? Yeah. There was something talking about one politician and then another politician and then have a good day and a, i mean it was just crazy so this it was is crazy this is the back end of a car the version the back end plus the sides oh my yeah that's oh why i said what were they doing my. hiding the rust or hiding the dents i, I don't know, know. All but, that, over. but that's the that's the car version of twitter <laughs> yeah you know what it, it kind of sort of was it is and obviously when somebody's got a lot going on like that and they supposedly have a passion for everything, mm-hmm. a big, 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 big flag goes up. Big flags. Why? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just got a feeling that that, that person would just wear the crap out of me in a conversation. Oh, well, I guess I must be wearing the crap out no, of you because I got a, lots of passion. No, not at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't wear them on your bumper if oh, you know what true. I mean. That's true. Yeah. That's By the true. way, do you want to hear my first flight? Yes, I do. Yes. Where, what was your first flight? Because okay. I don't remember. Like I said, I wasn't really sure about mine. When you were talking about your family driving to Massachusetts, yep. mine always drove to Virginia. Oh, so because, same direction. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's my dad's side of the family, mine and that's too. where we went. We had great times. But even if we were going to Walt Disney World in 1972 in Florida, you did not fly. You, you, well, it was expensive. Yeah. You know, think about it. We had five yeah. kids. Yes. It was expensive. So you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So my first flight, believe it or not, was from the Greater Rockford Airport in northern Illinois here that was associated with radio. And it was actually associated with the radio station that we recently worked for, WLUV, only when I was there my first tour when I was 16 years old. Oh my now, gosh. now imagine this. 16 years old, and the owner gets this some kind of a news release or invitation of some sort. Okay. And he walks in with the mail, and of course he's sorting through 45s and albums <laughs> and you know, all the other stuff, you know, and he never brought bills into the studio. It was always the, the fan stuff. the fancy fun stuff, yeah. exactly. So he has this Can you hear it? There's he, a plane. Oh, Going yeah. down the runway. Yeah. yeah. There's okay. a lot anyway, of activity today. I love it. Um, 
So he goes, whoa, 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 what's this? And I go, I don't, I don't know, I'm 16. You got the, you open yeah. it up. So he opens this thing up and he, uh, he said, well, they're, they're, wanting, they're wanting you to go to Detroit. No, I doubt that it actually <laughs> said, dear Tim. <laughs> I, we want you to come to Detroit. <laughs> I really doubt that. And he goes, no, they want you to go to Detroit. They're doing some kind of a promo thing to jab it in the ass of O'Hare Airport. And I, and I looked at him and I go, I am not getting anything of what you're saying. The Greater Rockford Airport, and of course you got to know Joe. That okay. whole jabbing in the ass thing is so much Joe. They were doing a publicity stunt, basically, from the Greater Rockford Airport that they could prove that they could take you from the Greater Rockford Airport to Detroit, uh-huh. take you over to a fancy hotel, have a very nice breakfast at our leisure, get back to the airport, and fly you back to Greater Rockford Airport before somebody else could get into O'Hare Airport and fly one way to Detroit. Oh, Yes. Wow. Did it work? Because I would think did. that it did. They did. So O'Hare is such a mess. Yeah, so everybody on that plane was newspaper, magazine, TV, radio. It was any wow. media that you could possibly imagine. So he picks this high school 16-year-old to go fly to Detroit, and that's what we did. That was my first flight. Wow. And so you left at what time? Like 7 in the morning or something? Mm, yeah, it was about that. Yeah, about and that. Do you remember so we what a... you were riding? What, what no, type of no, I No idea. I, and do you know where you ate? No, no, no <laughs> idea. No idea. In Detroit, I, did you see anything in no, Detroit other than no, the No, no, okay. no. There's, there's the breakfast buffet and then bye-bye. And bye-bye. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it worked. That's and so they cool. got all the media to buy in on it. So, uh-huh. you know, that's what, that's what they did. My husband was the commissioner at the Rockford International Airport oh my. Board of Commissions um, a number of years ago. In fact, we were trying to figure out how long ago it was. It was when we were having the air shows because they brought the air shows oh. back to Rockford. Yes. When I first arrived in Rockford, and that was back in 1989, May of 89 to be exact, Uh, They had an air show there with all these warplanes and whatnot, and my girlfriend, Rachel and Holly, we actually were out there a lot. I mean, and I was out there for for work, for WZOK. Mm -hmm. We were doing live broadcasts. But I met some of the wonderful pilots and just had a blast. And then it kind of dissipated. Back in 89 and 90, the the air show kind of dissipated. Remember that? Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't either. But when Brian was on the airport board... They were talking about bringing it back, and they did, and it was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And Do you I remember like, ever oh, seen? Wow. You ever remember seeing the Blue Angels? Yes. Oh, yes. Many times. Yeah. Many times. You just can't understand how anybody can do precision mm-hmm. of anything, mm-hmm. much less aircraft, with mm-hmm. these gigantic aircraft. Mm-hmm. So when they brought it back, whatever that year was, they brought it back. They ended up grabbing the Blue it Angels. The, it was in the. 2000s, I Was think. it? Yeah. And 2005, one, I think. And I'm one guessing. of the guys in the Blue Angels was a kid, and I mean a 10-year-old kid, skier with us in the Ski Rocks Water Ski and Show And he team. went up with them? Yeah. Did no, he? no, no. He was, a pli- he was one of their pilots. He was a pilot? Yes. 10 years a, old? Yes. No, no, no. I knew him as 10 years old. Oh. In okay. the Water Ski okay. Show team. Okay. Fast forward. Okay. He went into the Navy and blah, blah, okay. blah. And now he's coming back and flying with the Blue Angels. Oh, how cool And of course, is that? that was, you know, they all but had a ticker tape parade for Drew that time. We, okay. we had so many kids in the, in the water ski show team. And uh, it, it's really cool to see where they've gone. Uh-huh. But that one, whoa, that one really sticks out. 
That's cool. Holy you know, moly. we you know they also used to give um, TV and radio people a chance to go up in those in the Blue Angels <laughs> and all that stuff. Did you get a chance? Did I, you want to? I did you not, didn't want to. That's I right. You do motion sickness. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't you take get them up sickness. on it. I went with the Pepsi Cola aerobatic biplane. Whoa! I got to do that one. This is so the was, this is the wing walker people. Nope. This is the one where they do aerobatics. They're oh, up, circles and circles yeah, yeah, and up yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But it's an open air. So you're strapped in open air and you're like upside down. I just loved it. Oh my God, I was having so much fun. And then when we stopped, I'm like, can we go again? I don't see how you do it without losing your cookies. I have no problem with that. Really? Yeah. So you're a roller coaster person? I like roller coasters. Really? You know what I don't like is I don't like the... um, the ones that make you sick. The circle, 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 circle. You know, like the little, the speedy ones. That's <laughs> funny where you say the ones that make you sick. And I think everything. <laughs> what do you mean the ones that make you sick? You know, the ones that are just on the ground that just spin you and oh, like spin a, you and spin you. Like a tilt-a-whirl. Oh, I just don't like or those. Or you mean the bumper cars and no, stuff? No, I don't like... mind the bumper cars, okay. but I mean the things that just yeah, spin the t- you. Yeah, the tilt-a-whirl. You see me spinning my arm? My, spinning you. My grandfather was, I think, 85 at the time. And we went to the Boone County Fair. <sighs> And we had some neighborhood kid with us that was not with his parents. Mm-hmm. And he really, really wanted to uh, ride the tilt a mm-hmm. And we had already ridden. And he was just sort of looking there with big old puppy dog eyes. And my grandfather got on the tilt a with him. Oh, don't tell me he got sick. Oh, Did he get sick? Sick. <laughs> I think he's still throwing up. Oh, my. But he did it for the kid. Uh, and his false teeth flew out. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, every, and, you know, here comes the cob of corn you just ate. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. But he did it for that kid. Oh, that's so And sweet. the kid loved it. I mean, the kid was wound up like an eight-day clock. He was, he was very, very happy that it happened. But uh, You know, I, the one that I don't mind going round and round is the one that you stick to the wall. Oh, you know, it's that the gravity divine centrifugal one. force. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Because then I try to move my arms and I can't move my arms. You know, it's kind of funny. I just love it. <laughs> and now I see another voice of yours. I'm moving my arms. That's your county fair That's ride voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you imagine, you know, you think about it because you're pressed back so far and you yes. can't get your arms yes. up trying yes. to do it. I, I gotta, just love that. I got to tell you something about I, it. It's sort of centrifugal force anti Anti, so your gravity? So, well, yeah, it, it, well, it's like anti-gravity. <laughs> oh, okay. We were coming back from, I think, Mexico or possibly uh, San Antonio or somewhere like that, somewhere south. Okay. And they had had all kinds of bad weather up in the Nashville area. Oh, and, yeah. And the, the weather had already happened. You know, okay. the tornadoes and stuff had already gone through the area. But, you know, it's still circulating and still percolating up there. So you still got funky clouds. Yes. Okay. You got funky clouds and they're high up. Yeah, okay. So here comes this plane full of newly tanned people from Mexico that are just happy after a vacation. And all of a sudden, they, in a very quick way, said, the flight attendants, put your carts away. And I mean fast. And all of a sudden, that plane dropped so fast and so hard that our liquid stayed in the air. Serious. So if you can imagine looking up maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 rows, you know, however you can look up, and all of the liquid stayed in the air for just that amount, and the pilot got a standing ovation from the entire airport because we started it, obviously, during baggage claim, and here, you know how they walk through the airport, and we started clapping for this guy. Well, then everybody joined in. They didn't even have to know the reason, and we asked the guy, we said, just can you just us. give us some kind of an idea of what happened? So we hit an air pocket and we dropped a thousand feet. <gasps> oh 
my golly. A thousand feet. Can you imagine? Oh my right god. Right now, one person was in the bathroom. Oh my golly. Yeah, no seatbelt on that toilet. <laughs> and she she messed up her head and everything else because she hit the ceiling. Oh yeah. my god. But I was just thinking I'm, she had an enema, is what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for that picture. I, I really appreciate that aviation picture that you gave us having to do with toilet enemas at a thousand feet drop. Oh. Hey, it's your story. Okay. Hey, it's your, oh, wow. So now we're going to blame wherever the story goes on the originator. That's no. what's going to happen that now. That was just too funny. That was just what but, popped in my head. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, Steve, did you were, you were taking pictures and video and stuff out there. I did. did you realize that uh, Steve and my uncle know each other? Did no, you no, I didn't catch know that. that conversation? Well, I, I heard bits and pieces, but I, like I said, I was busy, busy yeah. looking at the Jenny. And, you know, I never know. I mean, how many people have asked you when they know somebody has been in radio in, yeah. Do you, you know, know so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they were in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I mean, you right. just, you have no clue. So I said, hey, by any chance, do you know Scott White? And he goes, Virginia? And I said, yeah, yeah, this is my uncle. And he started flipping back different things. Oh, we did this together, we did that well, together. how did he know him, did he say? Because of the aviation community. Oh, and that's right. Yes, and Oshkosh, and people know people, and they do fly-ins. My aunt and uncle. Because your uncle is a pilot. Oh, big time. Okay. And his dad was a pilot, and his brother was a pilot. Okay. And he lives on a mountain, literally in a mountain in Virginia. Oh, wow. And his driveway is his runway. Oh, how fun. So he walks out into his garage. He does not go out to a hangar. He walks out into his garage like you'd walk out to get a car. A and new he, car. And he, <laughs> the new car. And he pulls out. <laughs> Did we mention that Liz has a new car? I got a new car. I'll tell you about that later. And but it, let's listen to the rest of the story. And it is sexy. I got to tell you, it's a very, very nice car. So he pulls out and, and takes off of his driveway and he'll go to Utah or he'll go to South Carolina. He's on boards of directors. Oh. So it really doesn't matter where the company is. He'll fly to Pennsylvania for the board of directors. Oh, building. how cool. Yeah. Well, they have, I don't know, maybe eight, possibly maybe 10 couples that, you know, they know each other for certain things over the years. Right, right. And they will all get together and say, where do you want to do our next fly in? Well, it's places they had not been. Oh, wow. Yeah. So somebody will organize it and it will be, let's say, Butte, Montana, for the mm -hmm. sake, sake of argument. And they will figure out the airport and the accommodations and what to do. And they'll stay, oh, I don't know, three, four days, something like that. And they'll maybe go whitewater rafting or horseback riding. And then they'll jump in their airplanes at the end of three days and fly back home, wherever they are from. Oh, how cool is that? Yes. And, you know, imagine if you tried to do that with your friends, it's maybe an eight or a 10-hour drive. Let's right, say Montana right. for the sake of right, argument. Right. But for them, a couple hours. Yeah, because you're in an airplane. Yeah. So it's your hours. aunt and your uncle? It is. Oh, yeah. I bet your aunt felt like pretty woman. You could say, honey, where do we want to go for dinner tonight? Yes. Let's go to such and such and jump in the plane and go, oh, how cool is that? That's exactly it. And that same uncle, we were at a family reunion at their house on mm -hmm. top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they, if they do this just because the Illinois people don't have a chance to do this mm -hmm. or if they're messing with us or a little bit of both. So he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, come on, Tim, let's go for a ride. Okay. Well, who might argue? So we go, we go down to his hangar, which is down where his cattle are. So where, were you, where was the family reunion? At the house. Oh, at the house. Yeah, okay. at the house. But the hangar is maybe five miles away, something oh. like that. And, you know, he's got a bunch of property and everything. 
And he opens up the hangar door and he pulls out a Waco. And the, the best way I could describe... W-A-C-O. Yes. The, mm-hmm. ba- the best way I could describe a Waco is the Red Baron. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Open cockpit. Yep. He literally gave me the leather helmet and the goggles to put on. Which is what the guy who was flying the Jenny had on today. And yes. I'll show you that picture. He you did. He did, yes. I sat in the front and he sat in the back. And, of course, I don't say anything about any kind of motion sickness or anything like Tim. that. And he dive-bombed the family reunion. <laughs> and you, they don't see it coming, you know. And all of a sudden, when they do hear it, and we're already past them, the food and the drinks <laughs> and everything are flying up. And there was 108 people there that he dive-bombed. Oh, my God. I'd be like, go round again one more time. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, did he? He did. What? And, and his brother is the aerobatics that you're talking about. Oh, I love that stuff. Yes. And he does that all the time. Well, then how did you handle it? Because you, Mr. Motion Sickness, uh, did you I just, I just, add to the food no, that flew? No, I oh. just had to keep... You kept swallowing. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to... I don't know if the word is insult my uncle. You know, I didn't want to ruin his favor that he was doing for yeah, me. Yeah. So I just, I kept it down. Oh, my. Were you green when you got oh, out of the I plane, was though? green as a yeah. gourd. And, of course, people, <laughs> people are going, oh, isn't that really cool that Scott did that? And I'm going, I was in the plane. Of course, they have no idea. Yeah, because they can't see it. And they're going, you were, you were what? Because yeah. they know me. Yeah. They know the deal. Yeah. And I said, yeah, he, he didn't tell me much about it. And all of a sudden, we were on top of you people. And we did it a couple, three times. A little, little uh, seven up the rest of the night. Yeah, kind of yeah. keep everything down. Yeah, a lot of, lot of ginger. A lot ginger. of ginger. Have you ever had ginger beer? I love ginger beer, smart what, Alex. What's the deal with it? I don't know. I just love it. it just, I just like the taste of ginger beer. You know, the other one that I like is birch beer. Have you ever had birch beer? Never had that. Birch beer is, and maybe it's only a New England deal, but in Massachusetts, it's, it tastes like root beer or sassafras, oh, I so think is what they call but it's white. And it's non-alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. Really? It's, it's called birch beer. So okay. every time I go up to Massachusetts or I talk to my cousins, I'm like, okay, here's what I want. I want some birch beer. <laughs> Make sure you get me some birch beer. Yeah. You know? And do you moonshine it back to Illinois? Uh, no, well, you... normally I, if, well, it depends, you know, way back when, cause I was flying, you know, way back before all this COVID crap and before mm-hmm. all the nine mm-hmm. eleven stuff happened, you could put some of the stuff, you could, you could. take liquids yeah. as long as it wasn't opened and whatnot. And I would take some back, but it, I haven't done that since. It, it's funny that they would call it beer without it being beer. Have you ever had butter beer? No, I've never had butter beer. Had, is that a Harry Potter thing? It is. Oh, did, did you really you, have it? You because I read that? Harry Potter. I know Harry Potter. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my sister, my sister Joanne is a big Harry Potter fan. Mm. She and I were reading the books when they were coming out. I mean, oh, we would be like yeah. up to 3 a.m. in the morning and yeah. I'd be like, Joanne, did you finish what chapter you want? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Can you believe what happened? Blah, 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 blah. You know how all that goes. Well, their whole family, she's got three kids and their whole family went to California. This is the big trip. They went to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland, Disneyland in, California. in California, yeah. where the Harry Potter thing was mm-hmm. um, first opened. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, she got, just to tell everybody what was going on, for Christmas, she got them all wands, and they were all oh. dressed in, you know, the different uh, these, houses. But these are the people that are on board with her. No, this is my sister and her family. She... No. But she got you a wand? No, my sister got her family. That's what I'm saying. Those people that are already on board with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I, All right. I didn't know what you were talking about yeah. on board. I'm thinking on the plane. No, this is my <laughs> sister only. You know, we're in an airport. So, yeah. 
No, so she went and they had a blast, but she was talking about the butterbeer. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to have some of the butterbeer. Now, it's I good. don't know what it tastes like, but it, it sounds awesome. It's very th- frothy. Oh. Extremely not what frothy. I Does it taste like butterscotch? Have you had I, it? You had y- it? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. I had it at Universal Studios in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, you go through the, you know, Harry Potter ride. Which I love. You know, me having a mustache. Oh, yeah. It, it, I will look like, what is that, Wilford Brindley by the time I'm done? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really, I remember it as being really rich. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So you probably okay. couldn't drink too many because it's just, it's, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. So it's really rich. Oh, well, okay. And, and it's non-alcoholic that I recall because my, my nieces and nephew could have it. Yes. So yes. everybody could have it. Yeah. Cool. So now we've sort of gone down the beer path. Oh, man, yeah. So we still need to do the root beer taste test. Oh, yeah. Now here's, here's the deal. Okay, what? We were talking about A&W on your side. Yeah, we were talking like about A&W. We were talking about Dog and Suds on my side. Yep. So I went to the store. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. No. Couldn't find any. Mm, couldn't find no. any of anything? No, couldn't find any Dog and Suds. You did know you find why? A&W? I did. There was, uh-huh. there was plenty of A&W. That's because people like it and they have to stock it up so much. No. <laughs> no. No. There's plenty of it because people have other choices. Mm-hmm. There's no Dog and Suds. That's because it's, like, done. <laughs> you know, once it's done, it's done. I can't believe you're smack-talking me on root beer. <laughs> I cannot believe this. So I ended up getting Dad's root beer, A&W, and Spreckers. And Spreckers is that one from Wisconsin, well, right? I, uh, it's is... either Wisconsin or Chicago. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But it's, it's a pretty popular I've had group. Dad's before. Yeah. Dad's. Six of one half and the other. You know what they did at church one time on Father's Day? They gave everybody a, a, an ice-cold dad's root beer can, all the fathers, as they left. That's a cool idea. That's a very cool idea. Cheapest date they would ever have. And cool it, it, a really idea. cool idea. So we're going to have to do that Taste elsewhere. Test. Yeah, some, some other time because we need a third person. We need somebody to pour it in cup oh, number one, two, and yeah. three. Because I can't do it. Who I know wants what, to do it? Raise your hand. <laughs> I know what the bottles are shaped like. Oh, that's uh, true. You can't do that. That's no. Not, you know, or, or here's the thing. We could pour it, put it in glasses that or you know, um, little cup, paper cups, maybe paper cups. We can write on it what it is, mix it around, you know, so we don't know what cups are what. Okay. And then just pick oh, it. Or okay. maybe, I don't know. It's All a right. good idea. We, we got to figure it out. Because lots of times when we do these episodes, we're the only people. <laughs> we they, are the only they will, Either we're in the middle of a cornfield or... They put us where they want to put us, and then they leave. You guys, there are pictures of planes. I mean, there are all different kinds of planes. There are all different propellers, which are what, yes. six feet long? How oh, long is oh, that? Oh, easy. Six feet long easy. wooden propellers all over. Hanging above us is an airplane. I mean, it's really kind of cool, but the wings are kind of chopped out a little bit. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of plane it is. Yeah. Little tiny, teeny, tiny ones um, over there by you. And there's a little one on the ground that you could pedal, honey. There you go. That's, a, that's about that's your a, side. That's like, that, way, that way you don't get sick. That's like, oh. oh. <laughs> now over on the right-hand side, i got to tell you, on the right-hand side, there's pieces of an airplane. And did you see the seats? Like an old Pan Am seat? Yes. 
Yes. I think those are so cool. Yes. There's two companies in Rockford that actually will uh, fix those seats for you. So oh, if really? If your tray table is bad, you know, you take it off American Airlines or you take it off whatever the other airline is, you ship it into Midwest Aero. They repair all of that. Midwest Aero. Yeah, up on, uh, near McChesney Park. And then they ship it back to them. So that's what they have done for 35 years. They were a customer of mine forever. We are landing. Please raise your tables. It is time to land. <laughs> And now, Liz, <laughs> Liz has a flight attendant voice. Wow. By the way. I, you they, know what? I think I could probably do all that safety stuff. Let me tell you. <laughs> you could. But could. you would do it in the, <laughs> you would do it in the smart-ass Southwest oh, Airlines way. Yes, I love that. You would. I you love would. that. You would mess with them and I send them down a path. Put your seatbelt on. No, not that way. The <laughs> other way. The other seatbelt. Yeah. yeah. Not that one. Don't touch hers. Put yours on. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would do, something like that. <laughs> By the way, did you see the mannequin? Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool, actually. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's just a frame of an airplane. Well, it's like the Wright mannequin. Brothers. It looks like the Wright Brothers. It does look like a Wright Brothers yeah. airplane. And and here's this mannequin <laughs> in short pants and a halter top. It, I got I to gotta, I gotta talk to Steve about this. Yeah, you know, just seeing where that came from. Oh, that's kind of fun. This oh, is really awesome. Man. I am so thankful. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, Tina, yeah. for letting us use your hangar and be in this awesome, awesome spot. And timing was everything today for us with being able to see the Jenny fly for the second time only. That's it. it. The first time it flew was yesterday. And it only had 30 minutes of flight time yesterday. I found that out, too. Hey, mm -hmm. by the way, guess what? I finished mine before yours, so drink up, Shriner. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go in this little bitty airplane thing, which does look like it belongs in a Shriner parade. Because it does one of those little pedal things. I don't yeah. think I could get one shoe in that thing that was so small. But then, you know, that would be what I would, you know, goof around on the, on the runways today. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, beautiful day today. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. I love it. So I'm Liz Wilder, by the way. And I'm Tim Larson, by the way. And until the next time we do life together on Life's 3x5s, have a great day. See ya. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.